Welcome to the Scottish Business Network podcast. Hello, I'm Fraser Allen. Welcome to episode 22. For the first time in the series, we're interviewing two people this time, the father and son partnership of Lance and Alistair Gold. Lance is a self-confessed adrenaline addict who says he loves participating in four sports, motor racing, skiing, mountain biking and running a business. He's the man behind Cloud Cover IT, a rapidly growing Glasgow-based company, and he has now brought his son Alistair, an industrial designer, on board to help drive the business forward. We met during the recent heatwave and chatted about life as the sounds of the east side of Glasgow gently wafted through the window. We also heard how Alistair allegedly once wrote his father's car off. Lance and Alistair, hello. Good to see you. So you're a father and son partnership. You're running a business together and you also often head off to the racetrack at the weekend, both absolutely nuts about motor racing. How would you describe the relationship you have and what are the positives that it brings to the business? Thanks, Fraser. Um, it's, it's exciting having my son working with me. Um, I've known him a long time, funnily <laughs> enough, and it's, it's quite interesting because he brings a lot of similarities to me, uh, but he also brings new things, new ideas, younger ideas, and it, it just makes it a bit different. It brings a different dynamics into the office. The company has known Alistair for long, all the time. Since, it's, since inception, Alistair has had an involvement, more from brand management, but now he's in a, proper, in a professional uh, capacity leading some new projects. Yeah, I kind of when I first got started in, in 2012, I was doing kind of some of the marketing stuff. It was a small company, um, and my background is design, product design, but um, I kind of helped out with that. Um, and then started with Cloud Cover and started the year in January there. So mm-hmm. um, seven months now in, um, but I think definitely the motorsport has helped. Um, especially in such a high pressured situation with motorsport and endurance racing that we do um, we know each other's kind of stress points uh, yes. how to handle it and all that kind of stuff so actually it's helped us um, and I've been doing that with him for many years now so coming actually into the business we've already been actually together in a high pressure situation um, technically so it's yeah it's a benefit Brilliant. well I'm sure we're going to be coming back to the most racing because I know it's a, a big part of your lives and, and in a way of the business as well but what are the similarities that you share as a, as a father and son and what are the differences in your personalities and how does that contribute towards the company in terms of similarities it would probably be down to the kind of the work ethic side of things um, I know for myself with my dad having a business since I was very young um, it's always been there leading a team, leading a, leading a business um, and the amount of effort that needs to go into actually to get something off the ground um, so very much being aware of how much hard work needs to be put into stuff which my dad also has because um, I think if I'm not mistaken my 
grandparents also had businesses as yeah, well. Yeah, my parents both had, had their own businesses and my grandfather as well, he ran some large businesses. My great-grandfather brought electrical welding to the Clyde oh. uh, just pre the Second World mm. War and actually set up a lot of very, very substantial businesses on the Clyde side uh, in the mid-30s and into the early 40s. Mm. So it has been a family tradition of, of business uh, or whether that's the case of none of us could actually get jobs and really this is the only way to have employment, I'm not sure. You did say earlier that you're almost unemployable now. Oh, totally unemployable. Yeah. I actually couldn't envisage actually working for someone. I love working with people, but mm. actually working for yeah. somebody that I find very, very difficult. So what are some of the differences between you then? Um, some of the differences, probably just actually how we work. Um, I'm slightly more organised, I want to say, um, but that's only solely just that's the way I need to be to actually get the stuff done um, where you are a wee bit more um, what, how do we say it? I, I classify as the pants. I tend to be more, I will move. <laughs> mercurial. With, mercurial works for me as well. Uh, I'll look it up for later. Um, I tend to work very well uh, under a little bit of pressure, time pressure and juggling a number of different things at once to, to get to an end. I'm very good at putting packages together from lots of different sources rather than just focusing on one thing at a time. Um, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the business side of things, everything that you know we do similarly and we do differently just enhances the business. Mm. So what is your background Lance? I mean where did you come from? What was life like growing up and did you dream of being a Grand Prix driver as a boy? I come from the south side of Glasgow from Port Shields. Um, I don't know, everyone there dreamt of being a footballer. I was the odd one out. I, I loved go-karts from the age of 11 and then racing cars from the age of 17. I never took it seriously. I never actually was dreamt, even considered the concept of being a Grand Prix driver. I'd like to drive a Grand Prix car, but I've never dreamed, I didn't dream of it. Um, I knew my abilities, that I could, I'm a very good club driver, but I'm not a, I'm never, I was never going to be that level. But, so. Uh, as with Alistair, we took a, I took my motorsport, so it's going to be enjoyable. It's got mm-hmm. to be enjoyable. So when I went, I, I unfortunately dropped out of university after two years and uh, got into, started working for an office equipment company and then decided to start my own business. But at no point did I want to get involved in cars because cars are my enjoyment. Okay. So I didn't um, want to, the obvious opportunity was work with mm-hmm. cars. I didn't want to do that. So I got into office equipment, brought on a first employee who uh, knew about computer, the new emerging uh, computer market. And after six months realized actually I picked it up quicker than he was mm. and knew more than him. And you know, that's it. From there on it's been IT because I found IT with my background, IT really, really easy and I understood it. So it right. wasn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of writing or anything like that to be done. It was all in yeah, like a duck to water. Duck to water. It actually mm. also was that my mother did the terrible thing when I was 17 years old. She put me through a one month uh, typing course. Right. I actually should have embraced the opportunity with the other sex being in that course as well, the amount of them, but uh, I was forced to go on a typing course when I was 17 and in fact that uh, gave me such an advantage when I was in my early 20s oh, when I started course, yeah. working with IT mm-hmm. because I could type okay. right? easy, <laughs> dead easy. Yeah, yeah. So um, when did Alistair arrive on the scene? You mean physically? Yeah. <laughs> physically, I mean, when as I was a, as a baby, rather than as a as a as a colleague. When I was twenty-eight. 
Yeah. Yes, my age. Exactly. So Alistair, um, he has a big sister, Nicola, who's a vet. Uh, Alistair arrived when he was twenty, when I was twenty-eight, <laughs> and um, I probably stopped the motor racing a little bit then and concentrated on on family for for uh, eight or nine years and business. Um, but ever since Alistair was a little boy, he'd come along to clients and come in. There's still clients that ask after him wearing a, a hat and shorts. <laughs> Does he still wear them? And you think, wow, he actually, you know, this is sort of 20, 30 years ago, mm. that 20, well, 20 years plus that he'd be walking into them and that's what they remember. No is the answer to that. I do not wear shorts in <laughs> well, I still know. Yeah, do you remember? Probably the weather for it. Remember right? Le Mans three weeks ago? Ah, that's very true. Yes, but that, that was a dress. Yes. Oh, yes. it was his stag uh, do. Listeners, that was a stag do. Yes, yes. <laughs> that moving, was moving quickly. Also, I mean, what, what about yourself? So, what, what were you when you were kind of leaving school and setting out into the world? What did you think you would like to be doing by the time you were the age you are now? So. Ever since school, my enjoyment came. I did enjoy computers, but it was mainly design. Um, enjoyed it all through school, did the usual craft and design, and then uh, for hires, did product design. And from there, actually, I went and I went to DJ CAD up at Dundee um, to do product design engineering. And that's always kind of been the focus for me, is uh, design in some way. And it's been primarily product design, industrial design. Um, but that was kind of my focus quite early on in school. And right. more in secondary right. school that my focus started to really go towards that um, and okay. get stuck with it. So. And meanwhile, while, while that was going on, Lance, after many years of, of being an IT consultant with one or two people working yep. for you, you then made a, a big decision to say, I'm, I'm really going to wrap this up now and build a company. So how did, why did that all come about? That all came about, I was working with a business partner, uh, just, just one or two people, and I decided to buy that business partner out seven years ago and uh, rebrand as Cover IT. And at that point, I had to make the decision, right, do we stick it as just a little, yeah, almost a, uh, a company that's just going to be for, for my enjoyment or do we actually make something that's going to have a future uh, it's going to be a future possibly for the kids for inheritance whatever it happens but actually build something and that's where the direction I decided to go I probably it's taken me a little bit of time to understand the, the, the elements of growing a business and we've but I've been very lucky, they've brought in the right people to help me with that, both from a consultancy point of view and a staff point of view. And so we've gone from three to 25, probably 26 by the end of this month uh, in a seven year period. And that's ramping up quite rapidly. Two years ago, we were at 13 staff. Mm-hmm. So um, two and a half years ago. So it is, you know, we can see where it's going. We know, uh, how to get there, but it's very difficult for it's very interesting, if not difficult for me, that I now don't do very much IT. I was mm. all my experience is IT. I, I'm now running a business. I'm now running people. I have people around me that I've got to deal with, and I'm seeing decisions being made left, right, and centre. Luckily, looks like mostly correct, but I'm seeing decisions that are totally I have no input whatsoever, and so that's been a difficult uh, hurdle to get over because you're used to taking control yeah, of everything. Yeah, such a widespread issue for manager yes owners. Yeah, I mean, do you get a buzz from the management side of, of the job? Ah. Uh, my life is, a, is I love uh, adrenaline sports. I ski, I mountain bike, I race cars. 
I classify the business as another as the fourth adrenaline sport. It is, I get a buzz, I come in, I get a buzz on the targets, I get a buzz on new business. It destroys me anytime if we lose a client for any particular reason, it really does. And yet we take on 15 or 16 new clients here, we lose maybe one or two, maybe three, but it does impact me. So I'm, I am quite competitive that way. So I like my business is just part of my competitiveness. Right, great. And, and Alistair, obviously you've, you've come on board now, so can you talk us through why that happened and how it came about? Yeah, no, well, after, after leaving school and, and uni, I ended up doing industrial design for a company in East Kilbride. Great job, loved it, um, and it allowed me to actually go in. I started after uni as a research assistant, so doing every little job possible. Um, and then actually worked my way up to senior designer before I, before I ultimately left. Um, but it was a great job and I was working with some of the biggest names in the UK for retail, uh, transportation um, and all that kind of stuff and fantastic experience but the thing that was missing of what I enjoyed at uni was the digital side of things and I could have stayed but what I wanted to do was I wanted to get my knowledge back up in digital because um, if I look back at my university project, my final year one, it was a very, it was product design and it had a good um, and interesting digital aspect to it. And that is what I ultimately wanted to get back to. And CloudCover was in a position where they were starting the cloud development team and there was an opportunity for me to go into it and use this kind of year to learn um, and grow my knowledge base to actually allow me to um, create better products down the line mm -hmm. and creating products that potentially both have a physical and a digital aspect to it. Um, so this year is very much a, uh, a learning year, an R&D year for me, but it's where I see my career going in the future. Right, right. And it's bringing a lot of new things into the company. Uh, a lot of process-based thing where else has come from a process-based background uh, I've not come from that background it's very good getting especially software development teams giving them some processes to follow rather than actually going off on a scattered gun so this is quite important to actually allowing the business to grow up and actually develop is the technology that Alistair mm. brought from his, his experience so far no definitely because the company I come from was a multi multi-million pound company and we are trying to start a development design team um, and there's definitely stuff that I've learned through the years that can be utilised within that team to improve the output from mm -hmm. um, and the user engagement and ultimately create better products um, and outcomes for the clients so that's that's given me a vast wealth of knowledge to hopefully help out mm -hmm. for, for a small business actually growing and um, wanting to eventually become a medium size. So what services do you actually offer your clients? Well, we've got two, sides, two main sides of the business. We have our infrastructure business that has been, I've been involved in a long, long time. And this is, we have 15 guys on uh, first, second, third line and infrastructure support, Office 365. We just, we take all the pressure away from companies to have an IT manager or we work with our IT manager so that they have one person rather than three or four. So we'll go in and do the first line, second line, whatever a company actually wants. We advise them on their servers, we advise them on their storage, we advise them on their security. So it's made, it's advisory, it's support. We're there for them as their external and internal IT company. And then the other side, we have the cloud development team where very much we've been developing with SharePoint. 
Um, so we come up with workflow solutions with SharePoint to actually come up with business solutions, not just putting some data in the cloud or anything, but actually coming up with workflows for HR solutions, for product um, operations solutions. Um, it just... Mobile apps. Yeah, we come we come up with uh, mobile solutions uh, linked to SharePoint. We have our developers that will actually go into a business, analyze what their actual business requirements, and actually take those business processes and take them into the cloud as a process, not just copying data up into the cloud and just accessing data, actually running your business processes so that you'll ask for an HR solution, you'll ask for time off and it will ask automatically, it'll email the particular line manager, if they say yes, it goes to someone else, it then appears in diaries, it appears in calendars, and it goes back to that member of staff and then puts it in and highlights them that they have 10, 11 days of holiday left if they take this, etc. So we, we look at that, we look at um, enhancing their, their solutions, we take SharePoint and we support, we do a lot of support for people SharePoint's app. And we do this for both our clients and we also do this for other IT companies, we'll go in as consultants and actually help their clients as well. So, I mean, what, what, what is the status of the business at the moment and what are your ambitions for growth? Gosh, status of business at the moment, we turned over a million and a half pounds last year. Slightly down on turnover target, but we made more profit than we expected, so that's absolutely great. We're looking to turn over two million pounds this year. We have quite a, an accurate plan of how to get there. We've had some very good support from Scottish Enterprise with an innovation grant to assist with what Alistair's doing, bringing new products, and also an art, uh, an art grant, Regional Selective Assistance, to take on extra employees and that's helped us fund another 11 new employees over the, leading up to the turn of next year. Um, we're looking for the business to grow, not just internal profit, but to try and get the internal knowledge. We're looking to try and put in education processes into our staff to up their experience, to up their qualifications. Uh, we're trying to bring on board people with knowledge of different things that we have never experienced before so that we can offer new services and advance the existing services that we're providing to our clients. So we have and looks like we will also be expanding into bigger offices within the same premises uh, and that's quite exciting as we go along heading towards Christmas we're probably going to be doing that. Uh, yeah it's, it's exciting times at the moment. And, and where would you like the business to be in you know, five, ten years time? Um, it's very difficult to see past five years. I would, I would certainly say that uh, at that point we need to get a, a substantial turnover. We need to have around 40 staff. Uh, we need to be a centre of excellence for Microsoft SharePoint and other Microsoft products. But there will be other things appearing over that period because uh, IT technology changes so fast. There will be some new areas of, of expertise that we've got to try and see in the marketplace and get involved in nice and early. Uh, and that's one another thing with Alistair coming board, IoT, Internet of Things, and the Industrial Internet of Things, and Industry 4.0 are areas that we're trying to achieve in, because that's areas that, while it's it's not quite clearly demarked at the moment, it is something it is a part that's going to grow quite dramatically over the next three to five years. So we need to be in at an early date. Okay. Yeah. And you plunged in well, you plunged straight away into working for yourself and then into growing a business. Yep. Having never really worked in one yourself. I mean looking back, uh, it's obviously gone very well, but are there things you look back now and think, 
wish I'd done that differently or mistakes you learned from? Oh gosh, yeah. You know, in theory, I should really, at, at 28, I should really have been taking on employees and getting, but there wasn't very many support procedures around. It was very difficult to get advice at that time. I think there's a lot more consultants out there. There's a lot more support from uh, Scratch Enterprise that you didn't see back then. So it was, quite, it was hard to actually see a vision to move forward. Now mm. it's quite clear, it's quite easy. It is easier to find that vision and just to make, and to make sure to quantify and qualify that vision to make sure it's actually achievable. And um, a question for both of you, I guess. I mean, how, how do you view the overall market that you're operating in and how buoyant it is? How, how recession-proof is it if we have any further issues with Brexit, etc.? Recession-proof is going to be difficult because what we're looking, what we're dependent on is the clients. But whereas um, in other things, other uh, instances in the past, we, where there's been governmental changes coming up and it has caused slowdown. We're not seeing much of a slowdown towards Brexit. Brexit doesn't affect us directly. It will affect some of our clients, but so far it's not showing a, a direct impact on us. And if anything, because of the amount of technology that's going to be required after Brexit, we foresee some increases in the marketplace rather than a, a decrease in the marketplace at the moment in this sector. Okay. Great opportunity, especially with industrial 4.0 and with clouds being there to allow clients to create more efficient processes and with current climate out there people are always trying to look at where they can save money within a business mm. so there's there's tons of opportunity for us to go in and consult advise and help companies get more involved with the cloud the benefits of the cloud and then ultimately linking in and bringing in a wee bit more IoT Right. connecting sensors up, pulling the correct data that actually can help analyse key data within their business that could improve um, their outcome at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, great opportunity coming. You're very active members of the Scottish Business Network. Um, what's the attraction of that and what benefits has it brought to the business? Um, it gives an opportunity to meet up with other business owners, probably in the same area and the same with some quite similar goals. Uh, it's been very useful. Spent and actually a lot of the meetings are down in London, uh, giving us opening us up to that marketplace in London. And I was just saying earlier, you know, looks like we have some business coming in from through our connections to Scottish Business Network, other clients, and it's great to share all all our problems or solutions and everything like that with other business people from Scotland, both in how we work uh, within the Scottish market, but also how we're trying to push ourselves out into both the national and the international marketplace, which is very much key to Scottish Business Network. So yeah, I found it quite interesting and enjoyable. I've certainly found it beneficial. Now, um, there's, there's something quite intriguing about the two of you as well, because you're obviously really into the motor racing. Lance is um, also into skiing and extreme mountain biking and I don't know how you, you I mean you tell me earlier on Lance that you you've been falling asleep in meetings is this something to do with the the extraordinary amount of stuff you're doing in the evening well th this is uh, I'll keep that bit of my personal life to myself but yes this is <laughs> um, Naturally, I've been involved in more sport for many, many years, and sadly, Alistair wrote off one of my cars uh, 10 years ago. I so stand by it, it wasn't my fault. That's uh, <laughs> what I played. They did cut him out of the car, but they couldn't rescue the car, unfortunately. <laughs> it was quite uh, a bad crash. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. yes. Were you injured? I, the issue was when the marshals got to me, I was unconscious. Really? And as soon as I woke up, I went for my neck because I had shooting pains down it. 
and as soon as you do that they have to put you in a backboard right. and the only way to do that is to cut the roof off so right. they had to do it I had to get taken to hospital for x-rays but ultimately the car saw its last race <laughs> but Alistair was fine but at the time uh, that put me in a position of no much no couldn't afford to replace that at that time so I took up uh, skiing and mountain biking sort of late 40s early 50s and great I took up skiing first and then found that I needed more strength in my legs so I took up mountain biking and now I'm competing in mountain bike races as well as the car races uh, and we're lucky enough to be able to to do mountain bikes cars and a little bit of skiing uh, during the winter as well but the cars is brilliant to share with Alistair it's a proper family team event we go off with some friends who mechanic on the cars and it's, it's a big adventure usually whether it be down south we're just back from Spa in Belgium uh, we're racing 10 days ago um, and it's it's just enjoyable it's great we've this year we've been on the podium together at Donington yeah and last year we took a win at Knock Hill and and the year before we got a podium at Spa yeah. so it's great that that thing standing on the podium with your son is brilliant really makes it all worthwhile we do occasionally have words about it and you know we do have disagreements in the car and everything like that and but and we drive totally differently completely our yeah. lap times are identical completely different drivers uh, Alistair is very different. Alistair is very precise and, and immaculate with his driving. I'm much more arrived at the seat of the pants and just mm. I, I make it around the corners. Mm. Um, so the business as well. Yeah, part of that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting just looking at the sun. Um I carry more speed at fast corners. Alistair's quicker in slow corners. That's life. That's Basically, I'm more patient. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> too much in a hurry. Yes. I must admit. <laughs> yeah. But um, you obviously. Um, uh, get on really well. I mean, do you, do you have any advice for other families or members of families who are thinking of working together? Well, one of the main piece of advice is uh, send them out into industry to learn. Don't just keep them in the insular world on mm. the family business. I think, it, I think it would be a different story if it was 2012, I'd come out of uni, I suddenly joined them, we're starting this business. I think it would be, I think we would have been sitting here with a different story. Mm. Um, solely because the the way I see it's worked so far is because I'm coming into a company that um, my dad has brought from two person company up to twenty seven people, and mm. um, so that initial kind of strip very very stressful and still very stressful and mm. um, has kind of passed in a way, and then I can actually bring in my own knowledge which I've got out in industry. So I I'm actually coming in as a value. I'm not coming in fresh from uni. A wee bit unsure of my skill myself. Um, mm. I've come in. I know what I'm about. I know where my key strengths are and how I can help Cloud Cover Pro. So I think that has been beneficial. Yeah, yep. very much. So I think that's. I see it with friends' businesses where siblings come in and it can take them a long time to get to actually make their own impression on the business and actually have respect because they don't have outside experience. Mm. And I think that was very important to us. And we'd spoken off and on for a long time until it came to the right moment, it had to be the right moment for Alistair to join us, mm. where there wasn't necessarily going to be a huge amount of pressure that he had to come in and just do a particular job. He was coming in to do a development of the business uh, into an area of industry that we've never been involved in without the pressure of, oh, you've got to, we've got to see income from that immediately. It's more, it's, he's been an investment in the business this year and a very worthwhile investment. 
Thank you both very much. It's been really interesting to hear about the business and, and good luck with the next phase. That's, That's great. great. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much. A very complimentary couple working together and racing together. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again in August. To find out more about the Scottish Business Network, simply visit sbn.scot.